for offline. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib-jab. Jib-jab, jib-jab, jib-jab. Pat and AJ. I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Pat and AJ Podcast. 55th episode. 55. That means we get a um, a discount now at some restaurants. <laughs> 55 and over. What was the number that that one country singer would say to smile in pictures when we met him? 29. 29. Okay, I thought it was 59 for was, some reason. That was Ronnie Millsap. Ronnie Millsap would Ooh. say uh, 29 before he got his picture taken because when he said it, he would smile. And why, why is that a big deal? You got to let people know. He's blind. He's blind, yeah. So he didn't know when the picture was being taken, so his manager would basically count him down. Yeah. With the photographer, and you go one, two, three, and he'd go twenty nine. And if you say twenty nine right now, say twenty nine. Twenty nine. On the nine, you are full blown yeah. smile. Yeah, Ronnie Millsap, legendary musician, recorded with Elvis. He's Amazing. like he's like old school country. Don't don't say you, know, you say country and someone thinks of like you know. Yeah, relax. Sorry, the uh, the 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 purest country fans just started swearing. Uh, yeah, there's the- a lot of purest <laughs> country fans tuning into this. Let me tell you. <laughs> Although By you know, the droves. We were uh, we went to Tombstone, Arizona, the other day, and we went to Big Nose Kate Saloon yeah. for lunch. And there was a guy playing country music there. And what a shocker! Well. <laughs> I thought, honestly, it'd be dubstep night, but I was Shut shocked up. when he was playing country. But I just realized how much I kind of miss country oh, music. Oh, she was. She was I like, was singing along to Brooks and Dunn. Yeah, she was singing along to some of the old country songs. Yeah, we used it, was, to, uh, it was fun. Used to play. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun, man. We went down to Tombstone. Tombstone, um, since we live now here in the Tucson area. It's or about 90 Valley. minutes here from here. Yeah, very much. Everyone said when you moved to Tucson, um, it was like, hey, you're really close to Tombstone and the OK Corral and... As much as you may or may not be in the Cowboys and the Old West, I feel like... You don't have to be into it to enjoy this place. Well, I feel like the shootout at the OK Corral... legendary. ...is just something that you've... Like I said, you may not know the ins and outs, but if I say it, you go, you're like, yeah, that's something. That's Americana. That's a thing that happens. So It's it's like Gettysburg. Like, yeah. I tell you, Gettysburg... <laughs> Maybe you can't exactly tell me when and where and who fought and how many people, but you can tell me, you know oh, what yeah, happened. that's a yeah. thing, right? So, you know, really kind of a part of Americana going down there and seeing uh, this uh, little old West town that got, I mean, God bless them. Without this uh, famous folklore, it'd really probably be, be wiped off the map. Yeah, um, I liked it a lot. It was a lot of fun, but it is, and my friend told me about this because she's been there before. She yeah. took She took her kids. And she said she thought she's like it was boring, and I'm like I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> you thought it was boring. I didn't feel like it was boring, but I do agree with what she said. She goes, huh. it's basically just lines of gift shops. Well, yeah, I mean it's a Nick. I mean it's a um, uh, Traverse City, yeah, Michigan, Wisconsin Dells, Wisconsin, uh, a Niagara Falls, yes. Canada kind of town where yes, it's there to pickpocket your money. But it is also an, and they're very open about this because, you know, people will say, well, is Tombstone open on weekdays and blah 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 and they're like, Tombstone's always open. It's a working town. Yeah, it's people, an actual town. Yeah, people yeah. still live there and still work there. Yeah. And they've just got, you know, the main drag, of course. Yeah, they've got, I mean, I could see if, if you're not a history person and 
and that's like my mom's side to be coming out. My mom was a big history buff and kind of passed it on to me, but I'm more of like an American history buff. And I feel like if you're not into that aspect, yes, boring as shit. Yeah. Like if you like if your friend has no interest in that and yeah, doesn't want to learn. Yeah, I don't think she cared. Then it is literally just gift shops. But at least they have like like the other towns I was comparing it to. Um you know, Niagara Falls has the falls, right? Here are these beautiful falls, and here's all these little shops how we're going to make money while you look at the falls. Um, and that's kind of what this has, where there's this, look, there's this OK Corral. Here's where this famous gun battle happened. Here's a place where all these legendary characters in American folklore actually stood and hung out and did yeah. their thing. They have that to hang their hat on, and then... You, they sell you stuff along the way. Yeah. Uh, but I thought it was, I mean, it I was would, really cool. I, yeah. And I like history. So like, I kind of geeked out. My son it. and I had just watched the movie tombstone like the yeah. night before we had never seen it. And, um, my friends always made fun of me for that. Like you never saw a tombstone. I said, no. So we went and so we watched tombstone Kid was mildly entertained by Tombstone. I think there was still a little bit too much storyline. I was going to say, what, what did you say when the movie was over that he was annoyed at the love story? Yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Very upset at the unnecessary love story, which, you know, has to happen in all the action movies. Well, and that's what we kind of, we joked and kind of lamented about 90s movies and how, I mean, even I mean, for decades, I would say just up until recently. Gotta have that romantic there, bullshit Yeah, line, there you know? had to be a terrible love story in it, even if it had nothing to do. It's like uh, um, The Great Outdoors. Yes. That is one of both of our like collective favorite movies Except of all time. Except for the teenage love Except story. Except that it is so out of place and it is so weird and it's not enjoyable at all. But like we, we didn't know how to explain to our son like. Listen, this is just what this they is did. Just, this is just what it is, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's actually relatively new that not every movie has a love story in it now. I want to uh, watch the other one because I told my dad, I, I I'd called my dad. I said, yeah, man, we're, we're, we're going to Tombstone. And he, of course, he's like, oh, seen the movie? I said, yeah, I he's saw the movie. He's an old West buff. Yeah, oh, he's in it. Like, my dad is, I John don't know, Wayne what fan. It, Yeah, he's, he's in that era, that yeah. age of where that's what it was all about growing up. Cowboys and Indians yeah. and shit. So, uh, but he was telling me about the other one, Wyatt Earp with Kevin Costner. It's okay. supposed to be pretty good. He's like, watch that one. That's pretty cool. But it's neat, man. You realize, like, a lot of stuff. You realize, one, um, I mean, they were on top. I mean, it, they were on top of each other. Like, yes, they, th- these were not gun battles. How like dudes shoot today from blocks away at each other. Yeah, no, they, this was very close range shooting. Like <laughs> these guns didn't exactly have, I think what you would call accuracy. So no. you had to be, you know, up close on well, whoever you, you wanted to get We at. joked about that on the way out about like with people we didn't know, we're like, man, they were so close to each other with like big guns, big like guns. the kind that'll blow your head clear off. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. And, uh, just kind of re, I mean, that was not to like, you know, romanticize it. Cause they also make a good point to tell you, listen, people died young. Yeah. Um, it, it was Often. not, I mean, it's, it's, it's glorified kind of in American folklore, but a lot of people, um, lived very rough lives, very and they, short lives, short lives, violent ends. Well, and, and, and they said that about. Um, so we went to the 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 shootout recreation. Yeah, like or, like yeah. the spot where it actually. Yeah, happened. and yeah. they they do a show like three or four times a day, and um, they tell you who died there and who died later on and who died way later on, and like Doc Holliday mm-hmm. died from TB. Yeah. However, um, he wasn't that old. So it was kind of like, oh, well, you might as well have died in the shootout. That was another thing they mentioned in the recreation. Um, That's not what it's called, recreation. It's a reenactment. Reenactment, thank you. Um, That's another thing they said in the reenactment because 
the shootout happens quick and it's yeah. reenacted quick. And they say it was over in under 30, 30 seconds. seconds. They said 30 shots, 30 seconds. It's so funny because you're just, you're sitting during the show waiting for it. And then it happens and you'll miss it if you blink. Yeah. But, they, but they tell you, they're like, that's how fast it was. Like we know the movies make it this big to do. It was Twitch very, of an eye. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was very, very quick. And it no, was over. It, it was kill or be killed. It, yeah. it, it was, I want to survive and I'm going to shoot as fast as I so can to get was, the hell out of here. There was no time like there is in the movies to sit there and contemplate <laughs> it. Like you draw and pull the trigger and that's it. Which I know AJ did get the line because she didn't see the movie and just because it was so fresh in our minds i realize how much they've lifted lines from the movie tombstone all throughout the town of yeah. tombstone so there's t- i mean obviously there's tons of merchandise with tombstone with val kilmer you Kurt can Russell. get i was telling my sister about it you can get a poster of all four guys signed yeah like legit by yeah. all four guys for like 15 bucks well, because they're they're all there probably like once a year yeah you know i mean val kilmer unfortunately these days kind of ill but i mean even val kilmer shows up Just a to few, like, i think they said 2017 is the last time he was there for the whatever anniversary of yeah, it yeah so i mean they 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 lift a lot from the movie and they were trying to work in um i felt like they were trying to work in the val kilmer charm into the reenactment because the Doc Holliday character, who is who's Val's character, is the one who kind of narrates the reenactment. Yeah, and that that guy was really good. The and actor who did it was fabulous. He was good, and then he even works in a line from the movie with the final shot, which is you know you'd be a daisy if you did, and you're no daisy. And that's a line straight from the movie, and it is funny to see, like you said, this whole reenactment is working up to this little quick. And then this guy works at a movie line at the end. I was like, this is brilliant. It was really entertaining. We had a good time. We went. uh, It was a lot of fun. Yeah. We went on like a carriage carriage ride where they told you basically about every original building that's still there. And a lot of them are still there. I mean, what was the one? It was the first freestanding Adobe building in the state of Arizona. Still there. I mean, still there. I mean, if you like. I geek out at stuff like that. Like when somebody's telling you a story as yeah. you're riding past a place, I'm yeah. like, that's awesome. So if yeah. you get into that, you would love it, this place. You know, it uh, really is. Uh, it's just something that I'm, I'm glad we did uh, yeah. before the kid goes back to school, before we go back to uh, work. We have and- decided that we're going to try and get back there over Halloween and maybe stay yes. the night for one of the ghost tours. Yeah, they're Because the tombs- that town is notoriously yeah. haunted. I was going to say, Tombstone is uh, one of those in the supernatural world that gets put up there on lists. And again, I mean... Well, it was funny to listen to you talk to our son about it uh, when we were walking to the car. He said, is this place haunted? Because our son's like, I don't believe in ghosts. Yeah. And and you had a good point. You're like, whether you believe in ghosts or not, so many people died here in yeah. such close quarters, in such violent manners that you have to probably believe there's some sort of energy, energy. flying around. Yeah, that's what I said. I told him because he asked me about that, about ghosts and stuff. And I mean, obviously, yours truly once featured on said Ghost Hunters uh, television <laughs> show. And I say, uh, listen, I say, one, the best way um, to, to, to talk about uh, ghosts with, with a normie, with a civvy, is... With a civvy who hasn't been on yeah, Ghost right. Hunters. <laughs> you uh, just go, they, uh, you go, do you believe in ghosts? They'll be like, no. And then you're like, oh, so you're an atheist. And then they usually give you a very dirty look and go, no, I'm a fill-in-the-blank, whatever their I religion is. I am offended. I am a uh, whatever, whatever Christian. And you're like, oh, so you believe in, in yeah. a heaven and hell. They go, yeah. I'm like, so you believe in ghosts. That's the same concept. What I was telling my son is I'm not really um, there where I believe in intelligent afterlife, 
But I do believe in energy, and I do think we are all just little atoms that are energy pushed together. So you have to believe there's something still there from all these people who died just, violent. I deaths. mean, these were these were crazy times, man. And like I said, it's gotten to a point to where we really glorify it. Well, and that's what I was thinking when they were talking about it, and just. You know, we have glorified like the old West and yeah. how they used to live. And I mean, there are people who legit are like that. That was the good old days. As I don't it, know about that, first, man. I would say, first of all, as if you were there, you weren't. You weren't there. Second of all, the more they talk about it, just the amount of drugs and lot, alcohol. Yeah. There was a lot of opium. Opium and uh, hookers. They That's talk what you about that. On. There was opium, hookers. People were <laughs> drinking and people were carrying. So let's think about that. Was that really the good old days? I don't know. People See, were people were barely living past thirty five. To me, it all sounds like a good time, except for the lack of showers. See, I mean, I'm all about Can all those you things. Imagine, do you ever think about that? Lack of showers. How people smelled back then. Living living in southern Arizona. Wearing dusters and leather vests. You got to think stank. about these. You got to think about these cowboys who came off off the road, right? Yeah. So again, just shit stink. Yeah. And then they're rolling up to the bordellos and they want to bang the prostitutes. Oh, these poor prostitutes, <laughs> right? And the prostitutes are probably like they're they're probably taking baths like at least every other day to keep themselves. Was like, that before deodorant? I think. Oh so. fuck yeah, way before all that. That's when you would use perfume. You would do. I think you know? about that when I'm watching like period films, like either whether it's the you know the old west Everyone or was funky. I mean yeah. even like the Victorian era. Yeah, it's so visually compelling. But take a step back and think about what it smelled like. And it is because I'm pretty sure it smelled awful because there was no deodorant and these people were clothed head to toe, no matter it was no matter heavy. the weather. It is weird because we've gotten into a thing now where we're like fucking with our bodies, normal everything because yeah. we we're we're too clean. Yeah, like we're not supposed to bathe as much as we do in our hair. Yeah, it's not good for your hair and, and your skin. Like you probably hear about how you have good bacteria and bad bacteria and you use bacterial soap or, or maybe probiotics yeah. or, you know, it's it's crazy all that stuff, man. It is. I'm sure it smelled wonderful. I mean, it didn't smell bad. It smelled a little bit like horse poop, but not too bad. Well, that's just because, yeah. There yeah, were that, horses pooping. Yeah, that's all I was thinking about, man. How does everyone smell back then? Not you know? good. Not good at all. Especially with the proliferation of drugs and oh. STDs and hookers. Ew. You know? Yeah, let's not glorify this too much. Like, I'm sure it would have been... <laughs> we may last for a day back then, but not much you know longer. What's, I mean, you know what's funny? Really, I mean, when it really kind of uh, hit me on a different level, we were on that little carriage ride with, that the, was cool. with the dude. And uh, the dude was kind of telling us, hey, here's Big Nose Kate or whoever. And she's the only one who actually saw this this shootout at the OK Corral, which, by the way, he said it was called like a gunfight in the alley. Yeah. And he Because it was legitimately it was, in, an alley. in an alley. And so he... It wasn't in the middle of the, the main street or anything. So when he said, you know, she was in her house in the corner and saw down the alley, it really kind of hit me because we went through this in my hometown of Chicago uh, with our gangsters where they were glorified. And I remember... You know, John Dillinger, one of the most famous shot, you know, shot down gangsters of all time, dies in the alley. He gets shot down, running down an alley. And it really made me realize, like, yeah, this is just kind of average crime. Yeah. And we've now, you know, folk, uh, folklored it into this this tale yeah. where this was a shootout in an alley over some guys who didn't like each other. Yeah, that was one the, guy was talking shit. Yeah. And the other guys like, why well, I'm going to let you talk shit. And now we're shooting at each other. And I said, boy, that sounds like either the 1920s gangsters or, and hear me out and we won't be here to see how they talk about it. But you tell me about a hundred years from now, uh, gangbangers. 
Yeah. Cartel members. Well, we and love romanticizing I shit. I know. I mean, look at look at the Sopranos. Yeah. We re-romanticized all that the violence, mafia violence, and yeah. like it looks appealing in those shows and those movies. Right? It's really, I don't think it is. But I think w- we want it to be, but it's not. But like when they really talked about, it was a shootout in an alley. It it, it definitely and- wasn't as big of a deal as it became. Like you said, it became like this folklore. Yeah. Or, it, this bi- I I dare say urban legend because it has been blown out of proportion. Absolutely, it was a lot faster and I think a lot less big of a deal at the time. Uh, yeah, and, and it sounds like it was a, a group of violence between two groups in an alley and I said, well, holy shit, I grew up on the south side of Chicago where there's groups that wear colors yeah. who've been shooting at each other sometimes in alleys to yeah. settle scores for decades and they're called street gangs. So I'm wondering if in 150 years yeah. there's not this entire, because we've already done it with the with the early 20s mafia, you know, with the, the Capones and all that shit. We, we've already romanticized them. Yeah, look at Boardwalk Empire. Right, we love that shit. Even yeah. though, by the way, speaking of, and I can say this, uh, hey, I had a deep family member somewhere down the line disappeared in Chicago because he wouldn't play ball. Uh-oh. This is back in the 20s. <laughs> it was apparently one of my... That's awesome. <laughs> one of my grandmother's cousins. Like he worked... He's sleeping with the fishes now? Worked in, in uh, pinball machines. And uh, that just, Ooh. yeah, and whatever it was. The gambling trade and the mafia. Wasn't playing yeah. ball. And, you know, he, I mean, so that's what that's what really happened. We all love to watch Tony Soprano. We don't want to watch the family that he destroyed. Yeah. So I wonder if in 150 years we aren't going to hear about the shootout in uh, on the southwest side of Chicago between the Latin Kings and the Satan Disciples happened when little <laughs> Spanky G Spanky. pulled out his AK-40. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. just, so it, it was just a really unique, look back it also made me realize again how young our country is yeah 1881 not a long time ago that was almost on the head 100 years before i was born that's not that long that's a couple uh, a couple grandmas ago yeah my grandma was my my one grandma was born in 1920 i mean my god like this is we are still a very young country yeah when you kind of look at you know the uh, global uh, because they talk about how people from other lands showed up there they talked about how the one china china mary yes china mary of course came in and and was organized crime with the yeah, Chinese. She, she was uh, selling. Yeah. She was the opium dealer. She was the Tombstone. opium dealer, but then she shook down every Asian, yeah. every Chinese person who wanted to come to this new land and make a make a go of it. So it's just interesting stuff. And it's cool yeah. to just, you know, it's one thing to watch the fucking movies and Val, it's cool to be Val Kilmer it, does though. it, but to do it. To be there, To yeah. be walking down and that's kind of why I didn't want to watch the movie. I, I saw it once when I was a kid. I don't remember much about it. Yeah, I had never seen it. Um, but I, I didn't want to watch the movie because I didn't want to walk into it with the idea of the movie in my head because I felt like that would ruin it. So I'm kind of glad that I didn't because now yeah. I feel like I could watch the movie and have a better appreciation. Yeah, I for wanted it. to just be somewhat versed. I mean, obviously, again, you know all the names. You, you know, know Wyatt Herb and Doc Holiday. Holiday and all the shootout of the OK Corral. Again, you just know yeah. what it is. Very, very uh, cool stuff. It was a cool place. I highly yeah. recommend it if you ever can get down there. Yeah. Uh, hey, thanks for being here. Episode 55. We're delivering on promises. Our son, uh, Dylan, tries it. He's going to be checking out some fish sticks. Yes. Uh, this was... This uh, is the road to being a non-picky eater. Yeah, this is... Uh, he's been doing this, trying new foods since we moved here to Tucson. Some he likes, some he doesn't, but it's a, a, a big departure from the days of Chimkin uh, tendies Yeah, I think and most, pizza. most parents can relate to that yeah so he's gonna try some fish sticks for the first time ever the kid's never had fish in his life and he he is he is born of a seafood loving fanatic mother yes and we're gonna must eat fish sticks yeah so we're gonna have him uh 
chunk those down. Also, hey, uh, speaking of why we're doing all this stuff and, and because we're going back to school and work, everyone's going back to school and work. I guess I should tell everybody. Yes, that, you should. Um, I guess I'm officially going back to work, everyone. So Woo! thank you. Thank you. Pat got a job, ladies and germs. I did. I have uh, accepted a position of being a family therapist at a uh, inpatient recovery center here in the greater Tucson area. It is a really, really cool place that is doing some really great work um, from everything from trauma-related issues to depression. To addiction. To addiction, to anxiety, to uh, sexual abuse traumas, all types of things. People come to this uh, really fantastic facility. They, they stay there for a while. And you get a lot of great care, and I am now part of that care team uh, in the in the clinical division. I'm so. so proud of you. I had a couple, you know, like I was doing interviews, and you know, you, you kind of field a few different offers. You try to figure out what's right for you. So we didn't want to kind of talk about it until things were, yeah, you know, signed, sealed, and delivered, and all that. But. Can you believe, just on a personal note, that mm-hmm. we're that we're here right now? Just not only in Tucson, in in this house, yes. in a new place, but you have a job as a social yeah. worker. Like we talked about this for so long and it just never seemed like you could reach out and touch it. And here we are. And yeah. it's right in front of you. I mean, listen, I also never thought that Whitey could go into space uh, ah! when he gets enough money. But <laughs> you shit. too can go into space listen, if you have enough money. <laughs> that's happened two times in the last fucking month for me. Uh, it's yes. It is wild to kind of see a, um, a plan realized, and come to fruition, and that's why. So it, and in three years, in this three has been, years, this has been a three-year three long. Years? No, it was four years. Was it? It's twenty twenty. No, no, no. I went to school. Hold on. It was right after your mom. I died. started twenty nineteen. Oh, so, twenty nineteen. So okay. my mom died twenty eighteen. Okay, that's my, right. right. So twenty eighteen. So March like... twenty eighteen is when boom goes to dynamite. My mom dies. Yeah. And I know I need to work on myself. And just, I knew that I needed to just deal with her death yeah. and deal with who I am to move forward. So he went to therapy, went to therapy. intensively for like that yes. entire year. And then in February and I mean, of 2019 is when he decided, yeah. I'm done with radio. I want to do something else. Because I, you know, literally was just more like, I just want to get happy. I just want yeah. to get happy and then just live out my days. And you were very... Very jaded with radio. Like, you, yeah. your mood changed when we would walk into the radio building yeah. every day. And I just, and it sucked because we still, I mean, we're here doing it. We obviously right. still love the art of it. We hated everything else that went with it. We hated the not having job security. I mean, that's. Well, I think the problem was is that I just got, and I think this is ultimately fed into a lot of my change was just I saw within a one-year period of my life 12 calendar months how this odd little thing called life can can hit you uh I saw three people pass away of different ages and when I mean different ages I mean within a month I mean this this all happened within like three weeks of each other and this is the way that I looked at it we had a childhood friend of our sons who was nine years old and the most outgoing, perfectly healthy little girl you can imagine and ends up uh, passing away suddenly of a... uh, Undiagnosed heart heart condition. Undiagnosed heart condition. Gone, right? And has affected that family and the community greatly ever since. We had her pass away. We had... On the same day. On the same day, we had... Except there was a little more of a lead up to that. Um, We had a good friend of ours 
who was in his late 20s, maybe 30. No, he was 30, like 30. 32. Uh, he was just a salt of the earth dude, and he passed away of cancer. And he's one of the, and when I say salt of the earth, let's be honest. We all try to talk really nice of folks that pass away because we like to pretend that everyone was a saint. He really was. He a was the best person I've ever met in my life and, and continues right? to be. I haven't met anybody like him. And then he all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a young man ends up getting diagnosed with cancer, goes back and forth a few times with the See, battles. That's all. Oh, that was the hardest part is that yeah. like he was in remission. Yeah. And then boom. And then he passes away. And then within two weeks. Two weeks later, my mother, who had been battling Alzheimer's, dementia, and been physically going downhill for about five years, uh, passes away on St. Patrick's Day at the age of 70. She had turned 70 in January, and then she passed away at, uh, you know, 70 right there on St. Patrick's Day. And what it really made me kind of, you know, and at that time I was dealing with so much. I was dealing with all these emotions and feelings uh, with my mom and her situation, and we didn't have a good relationship you had a lot. Start, we, we had yeah. a complicated relationship. You had a lot to unpack. So we had a lot of things going on. So I was dealing with that and, and this. And I just sat there and I said, life is so unpredictable yeah. and so short. And I said, look at these three people. I said, we got three people. One who was beginning their life. Yeah. Who was barely out the gate and without any, any warning gone. We have someone else who lived their entire life. And to be honest, because she's my mom and I can say it. You know, my mom had a lot of issues. And I don't know if my mom ever achieved happiness in her 70 years and then just kind of ended. And then you had a guy who is a shooting star. He was the happiest person I've, funniest person a, I've ever met. In a world of shit. Yeah. In a world of shit where everyone is so negative and, and everyone talks not, shit. He didn't have like a, 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 a charmed life no, either. This like, dude lived in Flint. He lived on the north side of Flint. Yeah. Like his mom died. I mean, it was it was brutal. Yeah. So, the, I mean. And what, then he got cancer, but he was the most positive right? human being. And so I sat there and said, holy shit, the best guy in the world. Then just, yeah, like you said, takes care of his mom till her death. And then Didn't he, she die of cancer too? Uh, it was cancer. I think it was a stroke. Stroke okay. related. But, you know, and then he just ups in the, you know, out of yeah. nowhere. Holy shit. Then this guy uh, just dies. And besides, you know, really kind of helping me find my, form my final thoughts on any kind of intelligent um, higher power, which I've come to the conclusion that there is not. <laughs> Just my thoughts. I said, this is one fucking life we have. Yeah. And you get one shot. And someday it's going to go away. And you don't know what that's going to be. And you don't know if you're going to be able to be a miserable messed up person your whole life and not appreciate life and then just have it end one day, like maybe my mother was. Yeah. Or you could be the most positive person in the world who's trying to do the best you can and you can get chopped down just as you think it's your time to shine. Yeah. Or you can barely be figuring out who you are as a person. I was going to say, do that math. You know, she was nine, was nine, nine years old. Nine do years the old. math back to when you do you even remember being nine. That's yeah. how much time has passed. That's how little time she had on this earth. So I sat there and said, man, I've really, besides just the whole goal of get happy and get rid of my anxieties and my depression and my attitudes. But I said, man, I just really, fuck, I need to do something. Well, I need to, to just do something. And I didn't know what that something was until 
that that February of yeah. uh, 2019. We won an award out. from the National Alliance of Mental Illness in Michigan. And mm-hmm. Pat just, he was like, this is what I want to do. He said, and he, he said that. He's like, all the things we did in radio and the things I remember most are the good charitable things. Like, yeah. like roofs it. And, and, and basically any charity thing we were able to do. He's like, that's what meant something. Not, yeah. not celebrity interviews no, or any of that bullshit. Those are the worst. And, and that's, and I was so happy for you because you were just, Radio was like the last thing you needed to put behind you. It very much it was. was. Yeah, like my mom had passed and I had, had a lot of things that I had to work on. And that was and what sucked about it was I didn't like becoming um that person when I was around it. Yeah. Like once I realized like okay, I need to make a change and everything else. Like you said I would just change into a different person. Yeah, you were a different person and, and that's when I realized I'm like this yeah. career is not good for him anymore. So yeah, we And I was fine with that. Like I I have had a lot of people yeah. ask that like, "Well, were you ready to get out of radio?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I I mean, I think we both knew that the writing was on the wall, that it wasn't going to last. It never lasts. I mean, you can be number one. In the best of times, yeah. it never lasts. No, you can be, and I, I try to explain that to people, and it's so hard. You can be number one yeah. in every ratings book and be the love of every listener, and they'll still fire you to save a dollar. And they'll still, you know, that still won't save the company, but you'll still be out of work. Yeah. And it, so it, not, it's like nothing you do matters. Nothing you do in radio matters because you're going to get canned for no reason. Um, so that's why I was like, you know, I, I was sick of waiting for the other shoe to drop mm-hmm. and I'm like, I wouldn't be upset about, about getting out of radio. Like I'm sick, yeah, that, I'm sick of working my ass off just to get fired for no reason I and mean, then have everything mean nothing. I remember when, when we first started kicking around the idea and like we said, it was at February of, of, of 2019 cause we won the award and that's when I said, all right, this is what I'm going to do. And I think we initially had said, boy, if everything goes, you know, we had had plans to stay in Michigan and. There was even dirty little secret, you know, in the Flint, Michigan area. Uh, every morning radio show guy there has another job. Yeah. Oh, they have, yeah. They're all like real estate agents. That's where they how sell we, used yeah. cars. That's how little radio people get paid is they all yeah. had second jobs. And in my mind, I said, well, and, and I, I started investigating, you know, how could I do this? What roads? What schooling? And I, you know, learned all these little things. And when I started getting down to it, I said, well, maybe we could stay in Michigan um, we could keep doing the radio thing. I could go to part-time status yeah, and then do, do my therapy thing in the afternoons and you could be the full-time radio person. And then obviously that all changed with the pandemic. That's when we both said, oh, well, we're both getting fired. Yeah. The second that pandemic happened, I we said, knew it. I said, I don't know when, but it, it's, it's done. And it happened. So, and it happened. It and, happened a few months before we wanted it to, but yeah. That's... And, and in our minds, we, we would have loved to have been able, you know, once the pandemic happened, that's when we kind of changed our plans. And I said, well, listen, all this ain't going to last. So why don't we just concentrate on staying employed to, until I'm out of school? Yeah. And then we'll start the new life. And it almost and we almost out. made it. We like, almost made it. I got laid off like, uh, what, a month before my school ended? So Not even. Got a couple <laughs> of weeks. I think it was like a couple of weeks. Yeah. I did get out of my field work that day because I had to go to my virtual field work. And I logged in. And we used to start our days with your highs and lows. You say, what's your high for the day? What's your low? <laughs> and I said, well, my high is I don't have to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning tomorrow. Um. Uh. The low is it's because I just got fired. Wah, wah. And, you know, like like my field placement was like, uh, you can go. You, you can, know what? You there, can stay home there is no better that. That's the <laughs> easiest way to like cancel your plans yeah. and be like, I got fired because I did the I same mean, thing that day. I canceled the dance lesson that like, that night because I'm like, I'm gonna be. 
an asshole and you don't want me there. So I need to take this time. And everybody's like, go take the time. Yeah. So, I mean, it all kind of changed, but I knew I needed to do something else. And it was a plan that we just devised. And then, you know, we did. And, but we, yeah, you're right. We did plan on staying in Michigan. We do. Oh, I mean, our, I, I will tell you how the plan technically evolved the plan, which would be Pat becoming a uh, clinical therapist by being a clinical social worker was for me to get my degree, which by the way, I know a million times this has been debated in the broadcast world, but um, can you go ahead and give me give me some applause? Some for, applause for everyone who got a bachelor's degree. I know there's a lot of folks out there, old school radio, who are like, "Fuck that!" I just went and interned, or, or a, a, a lot of them went to some shady broadcast tech school yeah. where you got like a piece of paper. And I always remember saying, you know, I know I went to a four year school and it cost a lot of money, and a lot of people did it faster. I got a bachelor's degree. Yes, I thought I've thought about that too because like my bachelor's degree, I was kind of all over the place. I didn't really right. know what I wanted to do. I had a double major and I wasn't even sure if I wanted to do either of those things. And when I got out and started getting the bills for my loans, I was thinking, well, that was a waste of time yes. and money. But now, I mean, it's easy to say cuz my loans are paid off now, but in hindsight, yeah. As much as it had nothing to do with my career and my life, I'm glad I got it. Because I would hate to go back and get it now. Well, and and that's what I realized when I started researching the educational thing. And it was, you're obviously going to have to get your master's degree. Which, to get a master's, you You got to have have a bachelor. And I had a friend of mine who I had found out, that's what stopped her in her track. Sure. That she said, you know what, I kind of had the same change of life that you did and realized that's what I wanted to do. But she had never completed college. She like did a year and then, you know, just never went back. tough, yeah. And she goes, look, I'm 40-something. I would have to do three years of my undergrad yes. and then another two years of your graduate. And by then you're almost 50 and you're just getting into it. Yeah. So, you know, I got real lucky where when I researched kind of, you know, what, how can I do this, that I had some of the, the, the right requirements. And the original plan was for me to do this program, which was online and, and uh, uh, in-person field work. So I, I went to a physical building somewhere to get my experience like an intern, right? And all of that was supposed to end with me getting a degree, telling the radio station, because there's no way we tell them when I was going. No, they because that would be another reason for them to get rid of right? us and save money. And again, this they'd is, be like, "Oh, you're about to yeah. get out. Well, then here we'll show you the yeah. door." And again, this is 2019. This is pre-COVID. Pre-pandemic, yeah. I mean, economy's chugging along nicely. All you know, I mean, so I mean, you're thinking. In the best of times, I bet you we can go to the company and say, listen, this is what Pat wants to do, and he's going to go do it, but he's willing to you know, work the morning show for a couple hours and then just go do this. And that was the plan, and then we figured once I got my full clinical license, which takes, in Michigan would have taken me three years, but our plan then was to go to Hawaii. Yeah. And that's when we would totally end the radio thing and everything. And we had time in our mind, our son would, would be ending high school. Yes. So we're like, this will work out perfect. Pat will get his schooling. He'll get all of his, he'll start working part-time in the industry. Well, and because, you know, it sucks because our, our old boss who, and we don't have any ill feelings towards him. For no, he's great. We have ill feelings towards other people, but not him. Um, but he would always say, 
you know, you guys could retire here if you want. They all say that. And, and they all say they that. They all say that. Every broadcast bullshit management says you could retire here. We have had we have had broadcast management tell us to buy a house because we're yeah. going to be there forever. We've had broadcast management say you can retire here, and it never happens. They end up cutting you because they need to save money. Yeah. So we thought maybe I could get away with, like, working some job at the radio station by myself, kind of bringing in that extra income and Pat could be doing his social work thing totally separate. Yeah. And then we both got fired and, and <laughs> everything got, and everything changed and, but it's okay. But like, yeah. So, so the plan kind of went from this, like really a ramp down to, okay, holy shit, the pandemic's coming to like, can we just hang on? And, and you know, once, I mean, I think the pandemic did, did that for a lot of people made yeah. you realize what's important, what's not important. And, well, and, that's um, what, and, and, you know, not to change the subject, but, no. you know, with, with everybody, you know, with there being a shortage of workers right now, and mm. I don't even know if that's the right way to put it, no. but like you said, the pandemic made people realize what's, what's important, important and maybe, you know, just maybe that $10 an hour job yeah. flipping burgers is not as important not as being, like, being I, with your family. Yeah. And I think a lot of people realize that. And yeah. they've said that they're like, people are changing careers. Mm-hmm. People are going back to school they're because moving. yeah, they're moving. They want to do yeah. something that. That's more worth it. Yeah, I think uh, when the whole world goes upside down, you know, that's um, maybe that was a maybe that's a you know the silver lining of the pandemic. Yeah, so that's uh, that's kind of the wrap. So I guess yeah, he this, goes back to work on Monday. This guys. is the realization of all that planning and dreaming and saying we need a change. We'll do a change. And holy shit, we're here. And yeah, I officially uh, sign on the dotted line Monday at uh, a, a really really fantastic. Uh, facility i cannot say i'm i'm excited about the place where i'm going i and i think i speak for everybody we are all so proud of you well, thank you. for doing this you work so damn hard and like i said it's just so weird because i remember us having all of these preliminary conversations hypotheticals right? hypotheticals and i'm thinking oh my god we're talking about like 2021 like that's so far away i yeah. can't even picture it here we and are here we are and it all it all everything works out it may not work out right away. Trust me. I would say, the la- at least for me, the last six months of jobs here and there have not been good. Not been good experiences. They didn't last. But everything does eventually work out. You had the same thing happen. Job didn't work out. And that's okay. Not everything's going to work out and fall into place on the first try. Now you got to hustle for you it. You got to hustle for it. And I promise it will fall into place. So that's, uh, that's what I'll be doing. So who knows? Maybe we'll, uh, I don't know. I mean, I can't talk too much about my job once I get it. So I think uh, it's a weird part about privilege. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's like the best job that I can't talk about. Yeah, other than we have a dog. That's all I, I can tell you. <laughs> An equine therapy. We do. Yeah, we have That's horses. Cool. It's a uh, like I said, a, a, a residential treatment center. So it's not like your therapist office where you go and, and you see someone. This is where you would go. Uh, for an extended this is like stay. hardcore, yeah. It's like a 35-day inpatient experience. You go, you live there, and yeah, we have horses and uh, yoga classes, and we kind of focus on mind, body, soul. It's Good. it's it's everything. It can't be just um, your your the neurological. It can't just be the addiction. It can't just be the trauma. It, it has can't to just, be everything. It's got to be everything. You got to dump it all together and get some good uh, results. So that's, happy uh, for you. Thank going you. Thank going you very back much. to work. Going back to work. Yeah. Want me to pack a lunch for you, Paul? I would like that. I would like <laughs> a. Uh, I don't know. I I've never done like a like a real work day, so I don't even know how I'm I'm gonna 
going to do lunch and stuff. Yeah, bring a lunch. Like, I've never done, like, a 9 you know to what? 5. Like, like it's a traditional, like, 8, yeah. 8.30 to 4 or See, something. See, I liken that to, like, when I worked, I worked for a chiropractor's office and when I worked at the zoo. Yeah. And they weren't 9 to 5s by any means, but they were more traditional work days. Yeah. And, yeah, we always joked about that because people would bring lunches, but then by the time lunch rolled around, they're like, screw it, let's go out. So you're going to have to figure that out quick. I know. <laughs> I, I've never, and I started to figure it out when I was doing my field work um, in Flint, um, um, uh, have I said where I was? No, I haven't. No, right. you can say it though. No, I don't want to. No. Um, okay. oh, sure. Fine. Yeah. It was a, a, a DeVita kidney dialysis. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. But it was the first time that I would be in that kind of environment where it's like, there's a lunchtime and everyone starts pulling out either lunch that they brought or all, everyone's like, Ooh, look, we'll go to this place today. And they pull out a takeout menu. So I'm used to like literally doing either the first half of my career. I was a fucking vampire. I worked in <laughs> nightclubs and I worked on the radio at night. So I, I didn't eat till three in the morning and I never had a lunch. Okay. There was no such thing as lunch. And then when we did the morning show, we'd wake up at four and exactly. we'd be ready for lunch by like eight 30 yeah. and then we'd be ready for a nap by noon. Thank you. So this is my traditional, like waking up at what seven. And, oh, I'm going to listen to my morning zoo on the way. Ah. I want to listen to boner on the news on K one Oh four. There's no good morning shows here. There's no good morning shows anywhere anymore. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, so I'll be doing like a, a traditional wake up at uh, seven seven thirty. Take a shower, get get my morning coffee going. Weird, is this going to be bizarre? Get my morning coffee going. I'll have a nice little commute on in. The weirder part too, for me at least, is that on his first day of work, mm-hmm. I'm working from midnight to seven thirty yeah, in the morning. She has some crazy work from home hours. Like this, and this is just this is part of my job. <laughs> I'm I'm working when other people don't want to work, which sucks. And we'll see how it goes. I'm tired just thinking about it, but so I'm like, oh that. my God, he's going to be getting up when so, I get off work. Listen, I don't know who the fuck they're saying it isn't going back to work because everyone in this We're household just went, went back to work <laughs> this week. So, all right, good. That's that fish time. Oh, come on. I've been so lonely, girl. I've been so sad and down. Couldn't understand why haters joked around. I wanted to be free with other creatures like me. And now I got my wish. Cause I know that I'm a gay fish, gay fish, gay fish, yo. Motherfucking gay fish, gay fish. I'm a fish, yo. Coming on a gay fish, it's alright, girl. Making love to other gay fish, gay uh, fish. All those lonely nights at the grocery store in the frozen fish aisle, feeling like a whore. Cause it wasn't being true, even though everyone said that I had to make a switch. Gay fish, now I know that I'm a gay fish, gay fish, gay fish, yo. Motherfucking gay fish. Uh, He's getting pretty good at working the, uh, the air fryer. Best damn invention ever, by the way. Really, is that thing has paid for itself within like a week. And I'm sure it's an old, isn't it just a convection oven or something? Pretty much, know. yeah. It's like a mini convection oven. Uh, our son uh, has been started, He's he started using it to cook Hot Pockets. And we talked about this on the, on the last podcast. We actually had our son on. And we spoke about some of the foods that you've you've been trying. And our son is with us here right now. By the way, everyone, please welcome Notorious DPC. Woohoo! Right here. Hello. Say hello, everyone. How you doing? How's it going, man? Going all right, baby. You all right, man? Yeah, man. I don't sound like that. <laughs> so our son is here, and so you've been using the air fryer a lot. What have you been? So you've been making what in there? Hot pockets. And chicken nuggets. Okay. So you're making hot pockets, chicken nuggets, and you've expanded your palate since we moved here to Tucson. You've tried tacos, which uh, you've liked, but you haven't requested more. You said you liked the taco, right? Well, it was okay for my liking. All right. So uh, what we're going to try now is another food. This is an uh, installment of 
Dylan tries. So are you ready to try your next food on your food adventure from uh, coming out of being a picky eater? I'm a little nervous, but I'm, I'm down for it. So this food, I don't know if you know this, AJ. I know all the history of fish sticks. Yeah, what's the deal? You've been talking about fish sticks a lot lately. I learned a lot about fish sticks that it literally was a food that was introduced. Well, this stick thing was meant to introduce all types of new foods to people, right? Yeah, sure. And the fish stick was supposed to mimic a chicken uh, uh, filet. Okay. And basically, before the fish stick, people used to... Uh, eat fish whole. When you got a fish, you got a fish. That's gross. With bones. and This was old school, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, this revolution came where they said, we can bread it, we can prepackage it, and we can put it in in a box. We can get rid of the bones and the eyeballs. And it can make it like a little (laughs) bit more appealing to kids and stuff. Now, I was raised on fried fish because I was raised super Catholic. So guess what? Every Friday. Friday's during Lent. It was cheese pizza or, or you were eating fish. So I started eating fried fish all the time when I was a kid. I loved it. Our son has never had this experience in his life. He's had like a weird aversion to seafood too. Like he's never had seafood, but he is convinced he doesn't like it, which sucks because I'm a huge seafood fan. So I want him to like seafood. So this is literally the food that was designed to introduce Americans to eating fish on a more weekly basis. The fish stick. The fish stick. These are responsibly fish, by the way. If you didn't know that, there is a big to-do about how we fish the oceans and how we're fucking them up. Um, They can actually trace the fish in these fish sticks from the ocean to the box. Oh, good. So, yeah, that's sustainable. That's crazy. This is... uh, Is it just because I'm an adult or didn't they used to be bigger? It's because you're an adult. (laughs) I said the exact same thing. But they smell really... This smells like childhood. Yeah, it does. This smells so good. We just cooked up some of these uh, fish sticks... In our air fryer, by the way, it was 400 degrees, eight minutes, flip for four minutes, okay, and then you're done. So um, here you go, Dylan. This is, what's your first impression just looking at these uh, at these beautiful fish sticks? I don't know what to say. Do you want to just get with the trying? Well, they look appetizing. Well, that's good. That's good. It's a start. Uh, other than that, I'm... Excited to try them, really. All right, good. Mm. Good. I'm going to try one with you, okay? Which one do you want? Do you have one that, that you want out of all of them that, that you like the most? And take that one. I like this one right here. You well, want, now I want a fish You want one, Mom? Too? Yeah. Do you want ketchup on yours, by the way? You want ketchup? Yeah? Go ahead. Give it a yeah, little dunk. Not, I'm, not, I'm not a big ketchup all person. Right, well, here we go, folks. Ready? This is uh, fish sticks. Dylan tries fish sticks. There we go. Good in the air fryer, aren't you? That face. Trying to figure out what it's all about. It's very interesting. I can't tell by his face. I can't tell yet either. Not bad. Not bad? What do you think? That was pretty good, actually. See? Told you. Go ahead. Keep eating, though. Keep eating. Eat the whole thing. Good stuff. They are the chimkin nuggets of the sea. They really are. (laughs) Um, There's a lot of, like, really good breaded seafood out there yeah. that it's a, that's a great gateway into seafood not saying you're gonna end up eating a lobster the first time out no but, but i mean i my my main goal is to get him uh to try fried calamari well see anything fried i feel like is is easier because yeah. it is reminiscent of what we love in america which is just breaded and fried yeah so when you have calamari when you have fish sticks 
shrimp. The next one we're going to do is um, popcorn shrimp. Yeah. That's the next one that we're going to do for uh, Dylan Tries. What do you think about that? <sighs> I, if, if the listeners want it, then I'll do it. <laughs> it's, it's all about what all the right. listeners want. You want another one, by the way? No. Ah, he's done. But see, now I'm trying to figure out, like, do you really like, 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 will you, like, we have a whole box of these. Will you actually eat them? Will you heat these up on your own? Not really. <laughs> but no. you tried it, and you I appreciate it. that. Once again, right. like, that's, that's a huge step. So very proud of you. One try, come on. You have one more. Come <laughs> on. They're good. Yeah, I'll take another fish They're stick. Good, man. They do taste like childhood. Yeah. Yeah, you should do popcorn shrimp next. See, my mom used to do that on, like, when I had friends over on afternoons, she would like bake an entire sheet of fish sticks and, really? and popcorn shrimp. Yeah. What kind of Mary Poppins bullshit did you grow up in? Mom making goodies for people in the middle of the day? Well, when you had like four kids in the house. Holy shit. <laughs> my mom wouldn't even let kids like, in the house. Dude, get these kids out of my house. Those I are, ain't feeding them. Those are different issues. <laughs> All right. Cool, man. That's good. Dylan, thank you very much, sir. I'm the same to you. Thank you for having me. It's on video, too, by the yes. way. Yes. This portion. Yeah. Be up at uh, patandaj.com. No, it won't be. Why we'll, not? We'll, we'll put it on the on the social media. Because you said that before when I mentioned the website. You were like, stop mentioning the website. I'm not updating it. Oh, I wasn't updating the good news. So we're just... Uh, uh, no, I'll put this up at patandaj.com. It'll be on all, all the socials This will take stuff. like five seconds. It'll be up there. You guys can do it. And AJ will not be in the video, by the way. She's no. the one who demanded that, that this be a video. And then she immediately said, by I the way, not. I'm not going to be in the video. You two he are, are going to be in the video. He's the one who said he wanted it filmed. And I was still wearing a swimsuit, so. <laughs> All right. Good times. Thank you very much. Good fish sticks. Dylan, good fish sticks. Thank you, Vandy Camps. Thank you, Vandy Camps. Thank you. The Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. PatandAJ.com. Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.